Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Jack Hoffman. For nearly 31 years, Tico Steakhouse has been a staple for fine dining in Jackson, Mississippi. I would like to invite you to come experience our family tradition of our hospitality, sizzling steaks, and healthy poured beverages. East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi, and really Mississippi for that matter, such a great place to live, work, and play. One of the people who knows this is a great place to live, work, and play is my friend Josh Morgan. And I'll invite him in. I'll remind you who he is, and I'll tell you why we invite invited him on the show and how this came about. But before we go any further, let me say from Louis, from uh, Los Angeles, Josh Morgan, how you doing, my friend? Great, Ricky. Awesome to be back. I feel uh, just just coming back on the show. I feel like the uh, I feel the approach of the Mississippi half of my year. This is like almost this is the kickoff in a way. Well, Josh is, uh, you can look him up. He's iCyclone. He's got a TV show that we're going to be premiering actually Sunday. And we'll talk more about that here in just a minute, but he's the top hurricane chaser in the world. And you know what's interesting? This is springtime. People don't want to, don't want to talk about hurricanes, especially in coastal Mississippi. We always, uh, we always enjoy this as sort of a downtime, but, uh, Cammie said, you know, we ought to get Josh on. And as it turned out, as she reached out to you, just so happened that you're that your uh, program hurricane mission hurricane with weather spy premieres Sunday so you know we get to kill several birds with one stone we get to catch up see how life in LA is doing how your house that you're building in Hancock County and Bay St. Louis is coming along and we'll also talk about your your uh, new TV show or your, the continuation of your TV show on weather spy but um, you've been busy haven't you my friend yeah, it's been crazy. You know, this is the uh, this is the half of the year where I'm not chasing hurricanes, but I'm just kind of busy doing everything else. Uh, so yeah, it's been busy between uh, building the house, working on post production on the show, uh, you know, negotiating, uh, you know, my contract for hurricane coverage this year. There's just all kinds of things, but this uh, this half of the year keeps me really busy. And then you have a successful marketing company called Simblaze. And because uh, people often, people who don't know you often wonder, uh, how is it that, that Josh is able to go and chase her, come live, in, come live in Mississippi now? What brought him here, incidentally, was the fact that the pandemic didn't enable him to be able to travel around the world like he normally does. And when he came here and found Bay St. Louis, he fell in love with it, didn't you, didn't you Josh? Oh, I did. I mean, absolutely. You know, it was, uh, it, it's so funny how, you know, I discovered, you know, coastal Mississippi really discovered it because of the pandemic. You know, it was, uh, as you said, I was stuck in North America. I couldn't leave the United States really. And I was like, all right, I might as well live in the heart of the USA's hurricane country. And Mississippi was a midpoint, uh, hadn't, you know, had only been there briefly before, but then just, uh, just in the course of living there, I really, really Dug the lifestyle, and I just, uh, yeah, just, just super connected with it to the point uh, that now I'm putting down roots there. 
Yeah, you you bought a lot in uh, just right within walkable distance of the downtown area of Bay St. Louis. You hired a local architect, and things are progressing. And we'll come back to all that in a second, get an update on how that's going. But the point I was making, though, is that people wonder, how is it that Josh can do this? And the reason he can do this is because he's literally a branding expert. He is a... His, his advice and counsel is sought out by some of the biggest and most important corporations in the United States. And Simblaze has been a, a real uh, good good uh, investment for you over the years, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely it has. Um, although I'll say, you know, it's a little crazy. You know, the, the way things have progressed, I basically I have two full-time careers now because, uh, you know, chasing hurricanes, you know, it has been, it's a career now. You know, it's not, uh, it's not like sort of a, an expensive hobby like it was. It is, uh, you know, just my work on TV and everything else has become a second career. So I'm just kind of balancing the two and just uh, basically trying to force both into, uh, <laughs> you know, into my into my time, which I'm able to do. You know, I figure it out. You know, I, I kind of enjoy. I enjoy work and I enjoy both careers. Uh, you know, sometimes they're they're occasional. Uh, let's say collisions uh, between the two, but I, you know, I got a great business partner on the corporate side and he's able to kind of, you know, cover the slack for me, you know, just to make sure I can kind of just uh, do what I need to do when the hurricanes start coming. So will you continue forward with your weather nation gig? You know, we are talking right now. We're having discussions about how this coming year might look, and uh, and you know there's a there's a good chance of that. You know, we're just uh, we're trying to see if our sort of our visions about the year and what we can do are going to align. That is uh, that is uh, being discussed now. Yeah, I noticed recently though on social media you posted a picture of you and a, one of the producers that you worked with on your previous uh, reality show that was a worldwide hit. Uh, produced by the BBC, and uh, is there a chance something might come of that that uh, visit? Yeah, that you caught that. Yes, yeah, so uh, that was uh, that was uh, from Hurricane Man, which was a uh, UK TV and BBC, the British Broadcasting Corporation. That was uh, that was my first big series, and uh, and James Lavelle, one of the directors. The show had three directors. Yeah, he was uh, he was in LA. He's actually in, on the West Coast right now, and he and I got together. I hadn't seen each other since before the pandemic, so it was an incredible reunion. Uh, he, like me, is a professional adventurer, and he's a filmmaker, and we were getting together and talking about possible projects and things. Right now, there's there are no plans to bring Hurricane Man back, but he and I were talking about some other, you know, possible projects. You know, guys like him and me were always, you know, we always have different possible projects on the stove. You know, we're always kind of looking for that next big project, whether it's something we're leading or just kind of playing a supporting role in. Well, what's interesting about, okay, sort of the difference between Hurricane Man and Mission Hurricane, incidentally, Mission Hurricane, which we'll come back to in just a second, has, has been well produced. I mean, it's very impressively produced, a quality team you've got around you. Uh, but it's basically looking back at, at hurricanes that you've experienced, a lot of the content you developed, and then then building that into a show with really good production quality. Whereas uh, Hurricane Man, it was literally a team of people following you and uh, and developing this this incredible content that was being you know taken put together uh, and captured by this team. I mean, a very expensive undertaking, I can imagine. 
Yeah, and you, know, you perfectly, you're like an expert on my work, but you you perfectly <clears throat> summarized the difference between the two shows. And yeah, like Hurricane Man, that was a that was a big budget, you know, series. That was a, a, a crew just basically following me around the world. And, and, you know, my agreement with UK TV and BBC was that they would not tell me where to go. They would not interfere because I'm, I'm a hurricane chaser. I'm, and that's like, that was one thing in my contract. Like I decide where I go and they, they honored that. And that meant, you know, okay, I'm going to Japan now. Now I want to go to Mexico. Now I want to go to Florida. And, you know, it was just all, now I want to go to the Philippines. I mean, all over with, you know, with this big crew following me around. And uh, it was, it was crazy. And uh, yeah, they made for some great live action shows. Now my new uh, series, Mission Hurricane, as you said, is a look back at my greatest adventures. Now, I've been in 67 hurricanes, which is a you know world record. There's no one dead or alive who's been in more hurricanes on the ground. I should say. I'm not talking. You know, there's of course the the guys who fly into them and you know the recon airplanes. That's something else. But in terms of being on the ground, no one's been in more. So I had this unbelievable library of sort of past experiences and uh, and past adventures and uh, Juke and Media, which is now part of Trusted Media Brands, they had the idea to develop a show around this, you know, using sort of my, just my unbelievable archive of footage and also kind of war stories and so that is this uh, series Mission Hurricane. Each episode I look, I take the viewer through one of these, you know, unbelievable sort of adventures, you know, around the world and it's a, it's a great series and like you said, They've, they've thrown a lot into it in terms of the production values and just really building out these stories and making them rich and multi-layered and everything else. It's a great team working on it. I had a great director that I'm working with. His name is Paul Emerson. The lead editor, Sean Fan, he's really talented and he's got like about four editors working under him. I mean, there, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a production with a lot of people on it, and uh, I'm really lucky to be working with them. And it's, uh, I continue to work with them. We shot most of it in October and December uh, last year. Now we're in post-production and uh, I go into, you know, Juke and Media is in LA and I go in probably, you know, every other week I go in to view a couple of episodes, give them notes, have some creative meetings. Um, that's one interesting thing is they've kept me involved. Some of these reality shows, you know, the, 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 the lead talent, they do the shooting and then they're like, get out of here. <laughs> they don't want to hear. People don't know this, but that the in reality shows, like the person starring in the show is like on the sort of uh, power hierarchy is like basically just about the person who cleans the office. Like, you, you know. <laughs> You don't you're, you're not like you're not powerful or anything. You're just kind of like, you know, you're basically like almost like hired help. But on on this show, they're really giving me, um, you know, I, I really do have a role in post-production in terms of consulting, you know, technically. And also they, they take my creative inputs, too, which is really cool. And uh, that makes it that makes the show better. Well, actually, I, <clears throat> I thought that you did a good job, this point about sort of the pedestrian pedestrian nature of going through the process, you know. That um, at, what comes out on the other end is you star in this this series, and there's celebrity that goes with that, and people notice you, and it's cool and all of that. But there's another aspect to it, and when we get on the other side, I'll tell you the other aspect that I saw on social media, and we can chat a little bit more about that as we as we go through it. But we're visiting with my friend Josh Morgan, who uh, over the past two or three years, he and I have become really good friends, and um, I don't envy him. I I'm not the kind of I'm not the kind of guy that's going to go look for an adventure in the eye of a storm, but but that's what he does and uh, what he learns and what he's able to say about it. Actually, in, in, in the experience.
experiences he goes through, I think saves lives as people pay attention to what is possible during a storm. For those of us who live in, you know, literally Hurricane Alley, it's uh, it's something to learn from what Josh has to teach. So we'll see you after this, and we'll continue the conversation. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. We're talking with my friend I Cyclone, the top hurricane chaser in the world who lives in Bay St. Louis during the hurricane season. And now he's building a house there. He used to rent Hurricane House, and now he's building Hurricane House. So Josh is going to be with us for a while, and I'm excited to have him as a friend. Hey, when we went to break, we we're talking about how this process of developing this reality TV show, looking back at some of your best and most uh, most challenging chases. Um, there's a there's a star quality to it. You know, people recognize you. There's a celebrity that goes with all that. But the process. As you pointed out, you're just a little bit better than a janitor in terms of where the, where where you lie on the production aspect of it. What's interesting, in fact, while you were doing it, I remember you posting something about you'd gone back to the room after a long day's work and maybe you were eating a candy bar or something. That was, but what you said about it was like, oh, the drudgery starts again tomorrow. Um, but it, that's the way it is. It's not so sexy during the process, is it? Yeah, yeah. No, seriously, the 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 sort of the the underbelly of, of sort of show business, it's really it is not what people on the outside think. And I and I remember that post you're talking about, but you know, during when we were doing most of the shooting on Hurricane Man, it was long, hard shooting days. You know, and I basically my life was just day after day of, you know, I just I, I get up really early, I drive in, I drive into the drive onto the this into the studio, you know, makeup done, then you're on set all day. All, all morning shooting, you know, shooting for hours. Then I would I would do lunch alone because I didn't want to talk to anyone because I had to save my voice. So I just sit alone in the dressing room, eat lunch. Then a whole long afternoon of shooting into the evening. Drive home, pick up dinner, eat it in front of the TV. You know, maybe eat a pint of ice cream, pass out, <laughs> start the process over again. No socializing, no nothing because I, I had to save my voice because the shooting days were so long. So it was a. Uh, you know, it's it's it it it's uh you know I know it's like boohoo, but it it, it it's it's a uh, it's kind of a lonely life when you get when you get deep into those kind of shooting schedules and stuff because you're really having to like stay focused and do nothing else. And uh, yeah, it's funny like like and all all that goes into it on the other side. Hey, listen, when they did the first one, and but I tell you what, before we go to the first one, which was Hurricane Haiyan. And I'll make the point that it was clear that this was going to become a series after I watched that. But we'll come back. We'll come back to what that unleashed in, here in just a second. Let's let's talk about Weather Spy for just a second. It's an app that I have on my phone. Some actually have it as part of their cable service or or whatever. But you know, we live in an app world today, so you can load this up on your on your TV. And if you if you want to watch some, uh, just really really what I mentioned to, to Josh before the program started today is that they've they've gone so far just in the past year with the quality of the programming that they're bringing. Really great, great program. In fact, I watched one this morning about the earthquake in, in Nepal. 
and um, and and sort of all about that. It was really really interesting stuff. And I watched some clips, in fact, that were incredible clips that they've gotten from all around the world about weather events and earthquakes and and so on. But it's uh, it's pretty good. When I when I when I teed mine up this morning, the very first thing that popped up in a little you have a lot of content down below that you can click on. But there's a there's sort of an automatic player that comes on, and literally when I brought it up, the first thing in that automatic player was Josh in his uh, in his sort of dramatic way talking about uh, Mission Hurricane. And I thought, well, that's it, which premieres Sunday, you know, premieres Sunday. So a lot of work from that first one when you did Hurricane High End to having a premiere on this Sunday, isn't there? Oh, yeah. You know, back uh, back. So back in the spring was when the uh, the studio said, OK, let's 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 try this out. They, they basically approved the pilot. You know, let's make a pilot. So I went in, we shot that about Super Typhoon Haiyan in the Philippines, which was basically the equivalent of Category 5 hurricane that flattened the city that I was in. It was very, you know, just made for very dramatic uh, TV and storytelling. So we shot that in May. It premiered in August, and it rated really well. It, 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 uh, it was actually quite a smash. It had, uh, you know, credible traffic and viewership. And then based on the performance of that, that was when they uh, they approved the rest of the series. So then we shot 12 more episodes uh, in uh, basically in the fall and into the early winter. And that's uh, those have been in post-production, and that's actually what's coming out now. So really excited about it. But yeah, it is uh, it is the result of that first of that pilot episode really doing well. It basically all hinged on that. And uh, I was very happy with how it came out. And uh, as you said, you know, Weather Spy, the, the, the brand, not to get on like sort of my brand side, but they are sort of really, I think, adding a lot of substance to it, you know, and they're adding some, you know, it's it's going from a channel that just had a lot of kind of cool clips to, to sort of proper long form programming. And Mission Hurricane is one of the kind of centerpieces of that new strategy. Yeah, it's it's really. I think it's going to do really well. Just just as Hurricane Man did really well. Coming back to Hurricane High End, what's so interesting about it is that you you your goal is to get into the eye of these storms. And in the case of Hurricane High End, the the journey of positioning yourself properly in the Philippines is part of the story. And then of course. Uh, we're talking about 190 plus mile an hour winds. In fact, I remember you saying in that program, I had to see, it's been a while since I've seen it, but you said if there was a six, this was a six, category six storm. And then in, in the midst of this, this incredible storm, then the storm surge comes into the city and you went from sort of experiencing it and surviving it to being sort of a rescuer and helping helping you know save uh, local Filipinos who, who were who were caught up in the storm and man it made for really dramatic TV though didn't it yeah it sure did you know <laughs> it's funny I, I look back at the videos I don't remember it all really well because I was uh, I I think I, I was drunk on adrenaline or something. I just, it, everything was, you know, the storm surge came in, the whole city went underwater, you know, and our hotel was underwater. People on the first floor were, the, the water was coming up, they're trapped in their rooms, they're screaming for help. And I think I was, yeah, you know, like I watched, you know, my, my, uh, one of my chase partners, James Reynolds, he, he shot footage of me carrying children up the stairs. I don't remember any of it. I just literally just blacked it all out. My only memory of any of this is just from the videos. But, uh, yeah, that, that stuff, you know, those videos of me rescuing folks that, that, that got on TV and went viral. And that's actually, you know, 
it was not my intention, but that was actually the start of my of my TV career. That was the first time that I was on TV because when I got back to the United States, you know, CBS News, Bill Whitaker, he wanted the whole story, and he yeah, they got me in there and got me talking, and that was actually the first time I started, you know, getting on TV to 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 tell the experience of what had happened, and also not just me, but what had happened to those people, those thousands of victims who lived through that. I would assume that your experience in the Bahamas at Marsh Harbor is going to be one of the focus groups. Like I would have, if I, of course, I, I get, I get high end. That was a very special one. Then Patricia would have been another potential. I mean, there's a lot of potentials. But your experience in the in the Bahamas, I can still I still remember watching and the videos that you posted of you guys leaning against that cinder block wall uh, in that schoolhouse that you were in. And then, of course, I've said this many times after after that hurricane, people had just presumed you were dead, that you didn't make it. And eventually you found your way back to civilization. But, man, that's going to make a really good one. Yeah, I mean, I, I probably shouldn't talk about behind the scenes stuff, but I will. We, we did a lot of discussions about what. You know, we were making 12 episodes. Okay, what are those episodes going to be about? I had like this big, you know, sort of history of storms and, and you know, which were going to be this sort of like really special episodes. And, of course, that one, Hurricane Dorian, which is a Category 5 that devastated Abaco Island in the Bahamas and went right through the eye, was trapped there for days afterward. That was definitely going to be an episode. The debate was we they were almost going to break the format and have that be a two-part, a two-part episode because it was – that story was so hard. Hardcore and just so like, you know, it was this crazy hurricane that was just unbelievably intense. It was the tied with the 1935 Florida hurricane as the strongest landfalling hurricane on record in North America. Records go back to the 1800s and we went right through the eye. But then it was the adventure afterward being trapped there for days. I was living in, in my car, which did not blow away. The, the, the car next to mine just totally blew away. I don't know what happened to it, but my, my, I was still there. And uh, I lived in it for days, you know, rationing food, uh, lost a lot of weight. And when, and when I got back to civilization, I mean, I, you know, I felt like Ulysses. I mean, I had a tale, I had a tale to tell. And, uh, you know, it definitely, you know, makes for some pretty intense TV. Well, if you remember, for people who, you know, they don't remember specific storms, but in this particular case, Hurricane Dorian, you should remember what the satellite views of the storm was as it gained strength and, and the eyes started to pass over that part of the of the Bahama Islands. What was interesting about it was, if you remember, it just stalled. It came in and it just sat there for hours and hours and hours and hours. And then it, when it moved, it still moved so slowly. It was on that part of the Bahamas for a long, long stretch. And, I mean, my goodness, you can't imagine it. Any island, especially given how low these islands are, in, the, in your case, you got lucky. You got really lucky and picked the right place to be to ride out that storm. And But it's a great, it's a great story. I mean, I agree. It might, might have been uh, two parts because the aftermath was very important. What the national news media was saying about you. Where's Josh? Well, uh, you know, again, in the, in the Internet world that I was in on all, most of the weather blogs, people presumed that you didn't. You did not make it. And then, of course, you then reappear. And then, of course, you got super popular after that. And all oh, that's part of the story. Hey, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Josh Morgan. And we'll see you after this.
subscribe for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I have my dear friend Josh Morgan of the top hurricane chaser in the world, iCyclone. You can look him up on social media, YouTube. Um, just a, an incredible dude. And we're talking about, uh, I should also point out, should I, I, I'm going to have to start adjusting how I describe you, but soon to be a Mississippi resident for at least half the time of the year, uh, splitting time between L.A., where he owns a really successful marketing firm, and coastal Mississippi, where he has a second career as a hurricane chaser. And now this Sunday on on uh, on uh, a really important, really emerging um, uh, weather channel. Uh, he's going to have uh, a, a new series. Well, actually, you know, they've done the pilot, but the series is going to premiere on Sunday on Weather Spy. And you can download the app. And uh, I think you, if you enjoy weather, if you like watching weather worldwide sort of weather situation, Weather Spy is developing incredible content. But, you know, Josh, it occurred to me as I was thinking about this show today that one of the things that you have to do. I'm, I've gotten to know you, and you're very specific about the way you do this. You, you're not someone. You, you don't really like a bunch of people traveling when you when you go. You, you're kind of a, a lone ranger in a lot of ways. Now, it's not to say that you don't join up with other lone rangers, and you sort of may end up doing some stuff together. You did that in Mexico last year, for example. But, but as a general rule, you you going to go do it your gig your way and develop the data that you developed and get the content you develop in your way. So when you get with a group that's developing a program, a, a reality TV program from your experiences, now called uh, Mission Hurricane, you have to put a lot of trust in the people that you're working with. And, I, and just knowing that you're in the branding business and how focused you are on your brand, et cetera, man, you have to trust that team, don't you? Oh, 100%. You know, absolutely. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. You know, when you start working with a team, you know, there there is the developing the creative trust is is such a big part of it and i'm really lucky you know the the two folks that matter on a show or i mean besides the producers of course because they're the ones that you know actually get the show greenlit but creatively there's the director you know who's the one that kind of helps construct the stories and then also that that guides me during the shoot tells you know kind of helps coach a good performance out of me but then there's the editors you know and, and and a lot of folks don't realize that the difference between a good show and a boring one and a great movie and a bad one or the difference between how the, um, someone on a show seems whether they seem smart or just totally stupid is all in the editing it's what parts they pick and how they put it together uh, and also you know whether the story is compelling so the director and the editor and I and I just thank God you know that on this show you know my director Paul Emerson and the lead editor Sean Fanton they are just rock stars and they they've really gotten deep into the content they really care about it. I mean, interestingly, Sean Fenton, I, you know, he became a complete weather nerd working on this show. Like I could see he was like digging into National Hurricane Center stuff and you know, like National Weather Service stuff. He started getting really into it. He's now, he, he got a weather station for his home. I mean, this show turned him into a total nerd. <laughs> so so, so he, I was he, delighted. 
So he can join our club, right? He can join our club. (laughs) A guy in LA. I mean, think about it. I mean, listen, being a full-time Angelino and being a weather nerd, that's kind of a, that, that could be a pretty frustrating lot because we generally don't get, you know, it's not like Mississippi. We don't get really interesting weather here generally. So, uh, but he, uh, he's really definitely kind of transformed. And that's very cool for me to see that because once I feel like I'm working with folks who really care about the content and are really committed to it, then I feel like, more comfortable and more excited about it. And it's just a better collaboration. Yeah. I actually shared something on a show uh, that's actually going to air next week, but it said that you got to Okay. For success to happen. I mean, you know, this better than anybody you got to have, there there are lots of elements, but there are three elements that most successful people share. One, a major positive attitude. I mean, I, I can do, we can get this done and willing to do what's necessary to get it done, okay? Second, motivated, that they're high motivation to get get to a level of excellence. And uh, they're able to motivate others and be motivated by others. And as a result, the team thrives together. So they have motivation. And the third thing, they're committed. You have to have tremendous commitment, commitment to burn the midnight oil, to do what's necessary to achieve that level of excellence. And when you can have be surrounded by a team that's really focused on those three things, you can be tremendously successful. And the other thing, you know what's interesting? I noticed uh, in one of the posts that you did, this is not like there are a couple of people taking some content you did and just going in there and editing it smartly. It actually takes quite a team to pull this off, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, exactly. You know, there it, it, it's how it has to be because there's different like layers of specialty and things that go into a show. I mean, besides me, you know, there's the director, there's this, there's the editor. There's usually multiple editors, and the different editors are doing different things. There's the motion graphics people. You know, there's uh, there's just all. It's it's just really like like when you when you go into the unders or when you go into the studio and you look at all the people working on it, it's really like, wow, this really, it really is a production. And you see at the end on the credits, you see all these names, there are names on this project. There are people I haven't even met and don't even know, you know, I only, I only actually know just like, just only, only some of the team, only the people I collaborate with directly, but it really is a big group effort. And like you said, it's all about the attitude and the and the commitment, and I definitely feel it with this project, and that just feels really good, especially because I'm, you know, I'm sharing. These are stories that really matter to me. I really care about them. These are, these are like my war stories, you know. And and you and and it, you want to be telling those to, to people and putting those in the care of 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 people who who care about it. Right, right. I get it. And what made me think of that, incidentally, was your editor becoming a weather nerd. And and we can chuckle about that, but that's going to make him a better editor. And it's going to create opportunities for innovation, not not only in terms of how the ultimate show is formulated, but actually it might even create the – I bet this has happened, actually, that he's come to you and said, you know, Josh, on your next next chase, capture this – or whatever, you know, he's already beginning to think about how this would play out. Oh, a hundred, a hundred percent. Like, I mean, it's almost like, I almost feel like you've been eavesdropping on our conversations because that's exactly what's happened. What's really interesting is, so back in the olden days, when I was first shooting, 
all I, I was such a weather nerd. Uh, all I shot was the hurricane. I, I didn't do any sort of, uh, uh, you know, what are called pieces to camera when you're talking to the camera, explaining what's happening. I didn't, I didn't do any of the filming of the experience of, of, of the journey, getting into place for the hurricane. I didn't do any of that. It was just filming the hurricane. And it's hard to build an episode just with some hurricane footage. Now, based on their coaching, every chase I go on, I film everything. I film even my, even the travels through the airport, even when a plane is delayed just you know shots on the road all that stuff every part of it because that's how you make a t like a tv show especially this kind of road trip format where it really is not just about the hurricane but the journey and that's the coaching they've given me and so what's interesting is the episodes about more recent hurricanes they're you know it, they have a lot more building blocks to work with because i'm shooting more from their coaching Hey, yeah, what was uh, I, I actually? I get, I get it. I see it actually. Um, I, I, I'll prove it to you. Um, the last uh, one of the last storms, maybe it was the last storm, but it was one of the last storms you did in, in Mexico. The little bitty storm where you had a chase partner, and you had to go. It was really odd the way you guys had to do. It's not like it had this coast highway. You'd run sort of parallel to the coast, but then you'd have to dip down in these yeah. small towns, and you had to decide: is this is this where this tiny eye is going to come through? And you ended up, uh, that's the one where you run to the bar. And I said, you know, boy, I wish you could get that bar. Wouldn't that be cool to have that bar to say, you know, this is what saved our life. But but that whole chase, you know, where you stayed, the little hotels that you came to, the people that you encountered along the way, there was a lot more personality in it uh, than, than you're used to seeing on the videos that you typically post at, at your iCycling uh, site. So I'm assuming that that was influenced by that, right? hundred percent. Exactly. That was, that was Hurricane Rosalind in Mexico. And just uh, for folks who don't know, didn't make news in the United States. It was a very violent, but tiny hurricane. Uh, we went right through the eye and the whole thing lasted an hour. <laughs> just, just, I mean, literally just came and went, but it was really scary. But like you said, the journey getting there, you know, to this, this very remote town and how we picked it, it was very complicated. And, you know, what I find more and more is the folks who follow my work, they really want to, they want to know all that stuff that, that, that goes into getting into the right spot, all the lead up to it, the, the road trip, the decision making, the unpleasant moments, the the moments of indecision, just and fatigue. Folks want all of it. They really want to they want to come. They want to come along for the ride. And I've been trying to do that more in my social media, in my YouTube videos and now Mission Hurricane, the series, which is all about that. It's just kind of bringing you along for the ride. Hey, one other point about Rosalind that I enjoyed actually was, uh, if I remember your your traveling partner in that case, that uh, who was also doing a chase of his own, spoke Spanish, if I remember that right. And so you would encounter people along the way. It was very interesting the way people were very accommodating. You know, they were, you know, you're 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 coming into these small towns that have no idea who you are, <laughs> and suddenly, you know, you're finding rooms to stay in and you're finding places to to stay. And you know, you you whether you, whether you're in the Dominican Republic or wherever you end up being, you, in Philippines or other parts of Mexico, of course, anywhere in the United States, you really encounter some people who are just good to you don't you oh a hundred percent you know absolutely and that's like that's kind of the gift of, of storm chasing like this you know globally is that you know just going to all kinds of random points on the map and on the earth and just kind of meeting people i wouldn't otherwise have met that's pretty cool stuff this is josh morgan we'll continue on the other side we'll see you after this break 
Texas Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coach View. If I had to had to like sort of develop a long list of people that I've come in contact with that I didn't know prior to doing Coach View. Certainly, there's some young leaders here in Coastal Mississippi I didn't know when I was publisher. A lot of a lot of people who I did know and worked shoulder to shoulder with in the community. But people like Josh Morganman. Uh, think about my my young friend Austin Golding at Golding Barge up in Vicksburg and the work that they're doing. It, it's great to be in contact with people like that to get to know them better. But I always was a weather nerd. Period. That you know, <laughs> full stop. I'm a weather nerd, and so I, I sort of knew who Josh was. And then, of course, as we discussed earlier, his Dorian experience really put him on the map big with a lot of people in in in, in the in America, really around the world. And and certainly that's true with me as well. So when he came here to stay in coastal Mississippi. I was really eager to get him on my show to get to know him better. And we just developed a, a friendship. And you know that's sort of where we are today. Uh, we're going to get an update on this house in Bay St. Louis here in just a second. But before we go any further, Weather Spy. Uh, take, make a note of that Weather Spy, the app. You can pull it, download it. Actually, you'd be glad you did. I mean, I spent a little bit of time on it from time to time. A lot of great content. And his new series, uh, Mission Hurricane, which premieres Sunday, will be there as well. So you'll be able to, you know, sort of watch uh, and and sort of really great retrospective on some of the most dynamic and I don't know fear defying uh, journeys that he's been on as it relates to to chasing hurricanes. But give me the specifics about the premiere. Yeah, absolutely. So the show premieres on Sunday, like you said, at 6 p.m. Central Time. And Weather Spy, you can watch it on your connected TV. You know, it's like Apple TV or Roku or whatever, or you could just watch it on the app, which you can, it's, it's like a mobile app that you can get on, you know, Androids or iPhones or iPads or whatever. You can just download the app, Weather Spy, and then the show Mission Hurricane is right there. Now, the premiere of each new episode is 6 p.m. Sundays every week. Uh, but once the show premieres, you can watch it on demand at any time. Yeah, that's, that's really, that's really cool. As I mentioned, you fell in love with Coastal Mississippi. Um, I've talked to on the show, at least now you're the third uh, Californian. Uh, we have a lot of Californians, incidentally, moving here. In fact, that my son uh, Jordan is a real estate lawyer, you know, and he uh, said that there are people from California bringing cash because they're selling their houses for a lot of money and are coming to coastal Mississippi. And and while the prices here have gone up, the truth is it's still a great great coastal coastal purchase. Uh, value in that, but but you know that's not why you came here. You came here because you fell in love with it. You spent you spent a hurricane season here. You you're someone who likes to run and ride your bike, and you, and the downtown vibe of Bay St. Louis, the downtown vibe of places like Ocean Springs, even really attracted you. And and so now you're building a house. It's uh, it's exciting. But t- t- why don't you give us an update? Where are you on that process? Yeah, so so it is. It ground has been broken. The foundation's been laid. I'm I'm getting very excited now. You know, I, I've never built a house before, and uh, you know, I didn't realize how it's you know it's a process, and it doesn't it does not move as fast as you think it's going to move. You know, there's all the you know my house plans had to be approved by the historical commission first. They had to make sure they were cool with it because I'm building the historical district. Which, by the way, I was I'm happy that there is that district and that requirement because that's why that's why the historical district of 
Bay St. Louis is so beautiful because they they require that the houses be beautiful, which is awesome. And uh, and then there's you know there were other kind of uh, sort of uh, uh, permitting that needed to happen. Now it's happened. Concrete has been poured. The foundation is actually uh, being laid now. I'm actually coming there in a couple of days to kind of check on things and meet with some uh, you know various suppliers of materials and stuff. But uh, it should be up. Hopefully, it's not a huge house, and I'm hoping it's going to be up during the summer. I mean now now it's moving. So I'm I'm getting uh, I'm getting very excited now just seeing seeing it actually starting to rise up on that property. So as you were looking into insurance and other aspects, did you did you study all the all the building standards like like gold standard for example, which is the way we built our house? Are you are you really into the sort of the hurricane fortification of this new house? Oh, 100%. That's actually a big part of it for me. So I'm building a house so that, and I'm, I'm not exaggerating, that if there's another, there's a repeat of Camille, a Category 5 where the eye passed right over Bay St. Louis or, um, you know, another Katrina, that I'd be cool to ride out that storm in this house. So I'm doing all kinds of things. I mean, it's on, it's got pretty good elevation for coastal Mississippi. The property's 19 feet. The house is going to be raised four feet, which, which means it would take basically a 500-year event for water to reach the property. It did during Katrina. That was a 500-year event using special kind of siding, James Hardy siding, which is very impact-resistant, standing seam roof, which is, I noticed this even in Hurricane Dorian in the Bahamas, those roofs stay on in any kind of wind, Uh, heavy shutters that can, that look really pretty, but also can close over the windows. I mean, this place is going to, it's got a lot of kind of old school charm because it's a, it's an extremely traditional style. That's what I asked of the architect, the draftswoman. I wanted something that looks like, just like it basically restored uh, historical house, but it's going to be, don't be fooled by its charm. This thing's going to be a bunker. (laughs) I'm not surprised to hear that. Hey, listen, good luck with your premiere. Look forward to hopefully seeing you when you come to town and good luck with your house. And uh, I know it's got to be, you know, it's got to be draining to try to sort of manage it from Los Angeles. That's not easy to do, but it's been a pleasure to catch up with you, my friend. Thanks, Ricky. It's, uh, It's really great to be back. I appreciate your hospitality. This has been Josh Morgan, the top hurricane chaser in the world, whose show Mission Hurricane premieres this Sunday on uh, the Spy, uh, Weather Spy, excuse me, Weather Spy. There you go. Okay, have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.